it's Charlie O'Shields back with another episode of Sketching Stuff. One of the things I love most about developing a sketchbook habit is that at any moment when I find myself bored, I always know I have something really fun to do. Indeed, when I was bored in school as a kid, which was more often than I'd like to admit, I would end up doodling in the corners of every notebook. It was a wonderful way to escape to a world of my own imagination. And today, not much has really changed. Yet rather than doodling in the corners, my doodles have taken center stage in my books. And it's been a fun journey. For this set of stories, I decided to share some that I actually wrote last year during this very month. This was a very different time indeed, and not at all like the current times we're facing. But the same universal themes and stories still matter even now. Simple musings on art, life, and dreams of a better future. Also at this time last year, I had just released my first Sketching Stuff activity book, and this year I've added one all about sketching food, which is available on Amazon, so I hope you'll check it out. I've enjoyed sharing my journey with all of you and seeing your art and hearing your wonderful stories as well. We've added lots of beauty to this world each day, creating things together. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. Red Hot When thinking of a prompt of peppers once, the first thing that admittedly came to mind was the group Red Hot Chili Peppers, but since I don't sketch people, we just ended up with chili peppers instead. This is probably more timely since Philippe just received his tortilla press in the mail, so we'll be having tacos this weekend with homemade corn tortillas. It was only a few days ago when he declared that he would never buy another store-bought tortilla. This was due to taking a Mexican cooking class during a work team-building outing. It was also during this outing that he discovered a taste for margaritas. Also, of course, made from scratch with no pre-made mixes. I'm rather looking forward to see what he creates in both cases. For lunch today, I had hot peppers in my dish of Thai noodles, but I'm a bit of a wimp and only ordered it at medium, not the ultimate Thai hot, which sounds like it could start an actual fire. Though I definitely do like spicy food in general, and I think it's always good to add a bit of spice to life in general as well. A little something to mix things up a bit at times and push ourselves out of our comfort zone. One of my comfort zone things like this is that I tend to avoid using a more pure red like I featured here. I generally like something with a bit more of an orangey shade or a rusty red. I almost doodle washed a red squirrel instead but thought I'd give real red a go in honor of the challenge provided this month. I've sketched peppers before but I felt the ones today turned out a bit redder and shinier than in the past and was pleased with the result. Better yet, they were created in just under 35 minutes which is all the time I had today. I was worried when I began to paint them as to how I would keep all of that shine without using masking fluid. Then I had to giggle. When Philippe and I made a cookbook last year, I would always joke with him that he was wondering about a recipe, saying there's a cool book that can help you with that. As it turns out, now the joke is on me as my own sketching stuff activity book told me exactly how I could pull this off in a short amount of time. Perhaps after all of these years, it was a rather good thing that I managed to write some of these tips down. 
I do know my own style of painting dark to light and generally just coloring like a kid is a bit different than the norm when it comes to watercolor. I'm not proposing it replace anything at all, but I really think it can help anyone who is facing a blank sketchbook page and just wants to make something quickly and be happy with it. There will be plenty of time for that masterpiece when you have plenty of time again. But don't wait for that time. Just make something and enjoy the thrill of creating. Trust me, I have a masterpiece burning deep in my soul that will one day appear, but with only a few precious minutes a day, I'm still just practicing for that big moment. And I think the best practice is to simply show up and make anything at all. It doesn't have to be grand in any way, as each little thing we create connects with the next and the next after that. We learn a little something each time, and it adds to that wonderful tapestry of knowledge that we're building in tandem with each little thing we produce. It's a beautiful dance of creativity. Some days, things may not work out as planned, but that's all just part of the journey to that day when we finally get to make something red hot. Refreshing Moments I was once feeling tired and yet refreshed. So, when I had a prompt of mellow yellow, I first thought of a bit of lemonade on a summer day. When I had this drink as a kid, it was usually after a lot of feverishly intensive play of some kind. That's why I tend to think of it as an elixir that helps you feel more relaxed and mellow. I never get too terribly stressed out about things as I know everything will somehow sort itself out in the end. But when I have a ton of projects going all at once, I sometimes get a little distracted and find it difficult to keep up with everything. This is precisely why my little sketching break has never been optional. I feel like I found the perfect elixir to ease a busy mind each time I sit down to sketch stuff. This weekend we have lots of plans, which is completely rare for us, so I'm figuring out the timing of how I can sneak in a bit of sketching time. I'm a super mellow person, but still thrive a bit on the excitement of having just a bit too much to do. It's like putting together a puzzle and figuring out just how the pieces can all fit together. I've always loved putting together puzzles, so it's not at all surprising that I've built my life to resemble one. It's such a thrill when all of the pieces find their place. Though I loved lemonade as a kid, it has a bit too much sugar for me as an aging adult. I sometimes feel like my body is betraying me. Like it doesn't realize we're eight years old and ready to take over the world one day with our big gigantic dreams. I have way more to do in a day, yet my body tells me I'm tired and need to go to sleep. My first response is that from my inner child as he declares my body a complete buzzkill and then curls up his face and sticks out his tongue but my second response is a bit more thoughtful. Taking that much needed rest is what helps me figure out the current problem I've been riddling. Sure, I'm known to actually dream about the solutions themselves while sleeping, but it's still made possible from at least an attempt to rest properly. Last night I had a rather wild dream that woke me at 3 a.m. It wasn't a typical nightmare worthy of stirring me out of my sleep, but simply a comment from someone who appeared there. A man who I had apparently worked with at one time, but I couldn't recognize properly in his dream version, said, you can't lose sight of what made you show up here in the first place. A perfectly ridiculous and inexplicable comment to be sure, but it shook me awake. 
I've no idea who this dream person was, but those words haunted me today. They are, of course, my own words, as it was my own mind, after all, dreaming up these things. But our minds are a clever thing indeed. They can bury much of what we need to consider until the very moment we need to consider it. So why did I show up here in the first place? Well, I was excited about sketching each day and coloring my sketches with watercolor. I wanted to share that joy with the world and get as many others as I could to try it with me and feature works from beginners to masters. Yet also in my heart, I've always wanted to be a writer. Learning to illustrate my words was a wonderful thing indeed, but it was just a final piece of the puzzle. That's why I've shown up each and every day. I'm not sure that what I have to say or ramble on about, as is my approach, is noteworthy or even at times of any value at all. But I continue to show up with my illustrated story. And that little kid in me who used to write stories and doodle illustrations in the corner of his notebooks at school is smiling at both of us now. It may have been through quite a circuitous path, but I'm truly living my childhood dream. And when you finally get the chance in life to figure out the riddle of yourself, that's certainly one of life's most refreshing moments. Like a bowl of whipped cream. For a prompt of copper bottom once, I ended up with a copper bowl with some freshly whipped cream. Many of you who listen to my posts know that I'm a huge fan of whipped cream and will often have it by itself as a dessert. Well, not often, of course, as Philippe won't let me, but enough that it still seems like a treat without being agonizingly rare. I always make sure that we have a little carton of cream in the refrigerator just in case. What I love most is that it's so delightfully simple without a ton of ingredients to make a bit of magic. This is why I enjoy my daily sketching habit as well, actually. With just a pen and a few colors, I can make my own bowl of whipped cream, even if it's not the edible variety. I've made many of these fantasy desserts during my sketching journey, and they always make me smile. Sure, a real bowl of whipped cream would make me smile just a bit wider, but in lieu of that, this is always the next best thing. The phrase copper bottom is used to refer to anything certain, so I'm still holding out hope that this weekend will close with a lovely treat. What appears in my sketchbook each day is rather random and often a surprise to even me. I think that's the wonderful thing about art. It reveals bits about who you are, even when those bits are simple and not usually worthy of depiction. But I'm always drawn to the most ridiculously simple things in life. And I still just make things in my sketchbook, so I have no idea if that counts as art to those who decide such things. We once went to a one-woman theater show about the life of artist Frida Kahlo. It was a passionate and powerful show and we thoroughly enjoyed it. Though many have heard of Kahlo now, she lived her life in the shadow of her more famous artist husband. After passing away in 1954 at the age of only 47, she was still not known as an artist. It wasn't until my childhood, the 70s, that she started to receive that recognition. Her work was rediscovered by art historians along with political activists. 
My favorite line from the show was from Frida herself when she said, I used to think I was the strangest person in the world, but then I thought, there are so many people in the world, there must be someone just like me who feels bizarre and flawed in the same ways I do. Words that are rather timeless and can certainly apply to anyone who is drawn to create something new. Some days my own thoughts feel strange even to me, the one who had them in the first place. And as I ramble on here each and every day after creating something new, I have no idea what will appear next. Though I'm always comforted in finding that I'm never alone in this journey. Each time I think I have a strange notion or approach to art, I find someone else in the world who shares my same thoughts and ideas. Not exactly, of course, as we're all wonderfully unique, but close enough to make me feel like I'm not completely crazy. And better yet, I've met people who truly like my approach and want to play along with me. I think that's the best part of an art journey, discovering other voices out there who share your message. Often, like me, a message that's born out of passion and not one meant to rock beliefs, but simply to make others happy. Nothing aggressive or political, but simply an appreciation of the true beauty of life. This, combined with the excitement to depict it with our own hearts and hands. I get such a thrill to see what everyone in our community makes each and every day. It's the greatest treat I can imagine, like a bowl of whipped cream. Tickled Pink When the day began today, I had just a small list of things to complete, but as the day progressed, things got busier and busier. After I finally made it home from work, I'd not even looked at the prompt of Tickled Pink and wasn't sure what to sketch, with just a few minutes to sketch whatever came to mind. As a phrase, it means to quite literally glow with pleasure. So much so that one's skin and cheeks turn a rosy pink in color. Since I sketch stuff and not people, I inexplicably opted for a blushing ice cream twist cone. If you're curious how I landed here, it's because Philippe and I saw a box of cake cones recently at Trader Joe's and remarked how it always signals that summer is on the way. An ice cream in a cone is more than enough to thrill me and make my cheeks turn a happy pink. Though in reality, I just like plain old vanilla best, just like when I was a kid. There used to be a local ice cream shop that sold a flavor called sweet cream, which didn't even bother with adding vanilla, and I like that even better. Yeah, I would have also been pretty much happy with a big dollop of whipped cream as well. While I like to let my life take whatever crazy turn it wants, I like to keep my treats rather simple. Indeed, I think that's why, after all of this time, I still just show up sketching stuff a piece of life on a white background without a lot of other ingredients. In many ways, I answer these prompts with a visual prompt. It's always my hope that my dear readers will fill in what's missing there. That context I failed to show you. Instead of painting the scene I remember, I like to paint the stuff that made that memory happen. When I was a kid, the most amazing ice cream experience came during family gatherings when we'd each take turns cranking it to completion in a barrel. Even when the recipe was replicated and made alone at home, it never tasted quite the same. This seems practically impossible, but I've always found that food enjoyed with family just tastes a bit better in that moment. It's the moment itself that adds that ethereal and impossible to replicate flavor. 
I guess you could say life just tastes a bit sweeter when you experience it with the ones you love. This happens to Philippe and I all of the time. We'll be out at a restaurant and the wine we ordered tastes incredible, so we take a photo of the label and find it later in the store. Sure, the first gasp-worthy moment is discovering it costs a quarter of what we paid for a bottle in the restaurant. The second is that it doesn't taste quite as amazing as we remembered it tasting. It was suddenly just a bit of wine and nothing more. For me, my sketching, coloring, and writing experience has always been grand even on days when I'm nearly too busy to sneak in a sketch and create something. The key ingredient in all of this has always been all of you out there. My quickest and silliest sketches are made more wonderful because you drop by to enjoy them with me. You often share your own wonderful stories in the process which completes my art, adding the background and context that this artist purposely omitted. I love hearing what you remember and the stories my own words and visuals evoke. Together, we're making a complete piece of art, one that couldn't possibly end up in a real gallery, but instead this virtual one that lives on Doodle Wash each and every day. Thanks for being part of my art, even more than ice cream, and that's saying quite a lot. It truly makes me tickled pink. A Yellow Submarine While yes, with a prompt of Yellow Submarine once, I did have that Beatles song stuck in my head, but unfortunately got distracted since it was close to dinner time and I ended up with a yellowish sub sandwich instead. As for the Beatles song, Paul McCartney wrote most of it and it was meant to be a children's song with easy to sing and remember lyrics. While he was heading to sleep one night, what I can only assume was his inner child whispered, it would be nice to be on a yellow submarine where all your friends are with a band. And so history was made. I have to agree with this idea and adore the whimsical thinking it evokes. I'm quite sure my own inner child would have thought it equally cool to live inside a submarine sandwich also, as long as I could invite all of my friends, of course. There's also a psychedelic animated Beatles movie of the same name which came out a few years before I was born. The music-adoring residents of Pepperland are experiencing a siege by the Blue Meanies and only the Beatles can save them. It's definitely a movie written entirely by one's inner child and has become a much-loved cult classic. There were lots of weird and wonderful movies and shows like Yellow Submarine that showed up in my youth. From the late 50s through the 70s, it seemed that everything created was directly from the mind of the creator without a lot of editing, and most of the early gems were still playing when I was a kid. My favorite was watching Twilight Zone episodes, and Philippe and I started re-watching some of them together. Well, I was re-watching them as he hadn't seen them yet. The stories and situations are odd and incredible, but the messages are perfectly timeless. And as I watched them, I realized that stories like that wouldn't be made in quite the same way today. There's a charm to a simple story well told versus the overproduced approach to much of what can be found today. There are more tools and toys that can bring a story to life, 
but the life I always adored came from the mind of the creator, or most often the creator's inner child. It's the same reason why I loved listening to singer-songwriters from the 70s long before the world invented auto-tune. If singing in tune isn't actually your thing, then try some other wonderful creative outlet instead. Or better yet, just sing off-key and be proud to be you. There's a lot more persona-making today than in the past, crafting a person that's not quite the person you really are, but the one you can easily invent to replace that person. I've struggled with this from the moment I started blogging. I'm just me. I don't have an alter ego or a Superman costume waiting for me in the corner of a phone booth. I say whatever comes to mind without editing, and that's really not how you're supposed to do things these days. But I have a love and a penchant for the past, those days when technology was just a thrilling possibility and stories still had to be penned by hand and could even have wonderful little errors as well. Don't get me wrong, I adore all of the things that technology can make happen, but I don't want technology to change who I really am in the process. I don't want to be someone better. I'm happy and delighted to be perfectly flawed, silly, and childish me. Perfection is weird to me as it seems to exclude all of the interesting bits. I will most definitely never achieve the fame of the Beatles, but I love that they always created songs from the heart wildly catchy songs that I'm still singing to this day while I imagine just what it might be like to live in a yellow submarine. The Shy Guy During my life, I've often found myself being a bit of a shrinking violet. I've never been a fan of large crowds and prefer spending time with just a handful of people or even better, one very good friend. The shyness is why I currently only appear via podcast and have only been on video a couple of times. The latter was a huge step for me and took almost four years of blogging daily before I finally made the leap. But I've never been shy about posting my art and ideas. I don't think any of us should ever be shy about that. Those are the things made far more valuable when shared with others. When it comes to posting art, the biggest hurdle is getting that inner critic to stop babbling on about what's wrong with everything. Everything we make could be better, but what's really better in the end? I choose to think in terms of what's best. The best thing we can ever do is to show up and share what we create. It's that simple. As simple as the little flower that I sketched in the 15 minutes that I had available that day. A flower that didn't exist 15 minutes before that. I find that to be the best thing in the world. As a kid, I battled shyness when it came to talking to people I didn't know very well. It's why you find me writing and doodling much of the time. I had ideas I wanted to get out, but I didn't always know how to express them. When I was in high school and college, I did the seemingly unthinkable thing of becoming a stage actor. Something one wouldn't expect for a shy person. But that wasn't me on stage. It was a character that I created and not really me at all. So I could be anyone I wanted and had no shyness about appearing in front of thousands of people. But today, I'm just me the real, happily flawed, and sometimes ridiculous me. 
I'm not a character at all anymore. So this journey has been an enlightening one indeed. It's why I was so slow to show up on video. I mean, it's the real Charlie without a persona to hide behind, so I was admittedly a bit nervous. But that's the wonderful thing about a do mentality. It pushes us out of our comfort zone and onto the next phase of our journey. I've got a lot of things planned for the next phase of my own journey. More books and yes, more videos are all on the list. Though I have no firm idea when each will happen, I know like all the things on this adventure, they'll happen at just the right time. And like everything done with pure passion, it's going to be a lot of fun in the process. Thanks so much for your kind words and encouragement along the way. It's helped me come out of my shell and show up with more confidence that I actually do have something of value to share. The truth is, I sincerely think we all do. Whether we're just at the start of our creative journey, in the middle of figuring it all out, or master in our field, our stories matter. They are the bits of us that connect with the remarkably similar bits of others. The world is always somehow a bit clearer when viewed through someone else's eyes. In the stories of others, we're reminded of what we already know, but it makes life more comforting to discover we're not alone. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking a moment out of your day to listen to these stories from The Shy Guy. Thanks so much for listening to the Sketching Stuff podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and new episodes will be added bi-weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories. Thank you.